So I'm definitely gonna gonna marry Harambe because uh, he is tender and kind. And the only thing we've ever seen him do is drag a child around, <laughs> right? And uh, he's definitely the most handsome. Yes, uh, actually, that that uh, uh, Cecil's okay. Cecil is pretty handsome as well. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to uh, I'm gonna marry Harambe, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck Cecil <laughs> just uh, just because. It, He's a lion, so you know that he he uh, he gives it to you good. That would be sick. <laughs> um, and then once again, the the alligator just gets fucked so hard here. Punch. So we're probably not actually going to talk about penises on this episode, but we're working our way backwards from a good title. We saw War Dogs, and war do- we usually have like puns for titles, and War Dogs is... It, it, that's going to get clicked, no, baby. It, yeah, no possibility of, uh, of a name-topping War Dogs. Right. I thought so, you were going to say no possibility that we're going to talk about penises, and I was like, yeah, uh, true. I wouldn't go there. But We'll probably end up getting there at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, War Dogs was the only possibility for the name of this episode. Uh it was dongs out for war dogs. Uh, we so I don't know if you guys follow the internet, but uh, we were invited to a very exclusive, very lavish uh, premiere of a new film that's not out until next week. Um, you guys have to wait a week to see it, and the bad boys Fucking get thrown a bone. Yeah, um, we should do more things that make us look important. I was thinking about that, like. That's what the brunch Twitter account should be. It should be like spotted <laughs> Pete at wherever. And then it's like a clear selfie. Right. <laughs> like you can see like goddamn paparazzi you can won't see, leave me like, alone. The the ink of my forearm <laughs> tattoo in the corner of it. Um someone actually uh there's a we posted a selfie and someone tweeted at us and said that I was the last person they would ever expect would right. have a, a forearm tattoo. I have no idea what the fuck that means. It and means that you're not cool. Right. I, I think it's suggesting, like, <laughs> you did something cool. That's not much of a Deej move. Um, anyone can get a that's tattoo. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. right. It's not, like, it's not like having a forearm tattoo makes you automatically cool. Right. As, as, we, as we've learned, having a forearm tattoo does not make you automatically cool. Um, so we went to the premiere of War Dogs, and there was a there was it wasn't like a red carpet, but they had a uh, like a nice backdrop, and they had a professional photographer, and they were taking pictures of the people uh, as they were going into the screening. And we walked in. Obviously, that was the first thing our eyes were drawn to. We were like, "Ah, oh, celebrity exclusive <laughs> glamour!" And uh, so we went over. We got our tickets. We got our vouchers. We also got vouchers. Free popcorn, free drinks, really. They're pretty much like, you know what? Are, you name people, it. A lot of people are making fun of us for the size of, size of our popcorns. Uh, yeah. Uh, not surprisingly, one of them was uh, my friend Scott, who dogs you. For someone who's never met you, he dogs <laughs> you a lot. I, it's fine. I can take it. I think that... So he's a brunch fan, and I think that maybe he's got like a little bit of jealousy that... Uh, that Pete's riding shotgun on this on this wonderful wave, and I think that he's be like honest, I'm driving this, the car here. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, yeah, we we're, we've got like a student driver car <laughs> two where there's, there's two wheels. 
that's going to be our next artwork. It's just going to be <laughs> both of us, both of us in the car, like smiling and waving with the steering wheel in front of us. Um, but anyway, yeah, Scott, keep the the hate coming. Whatever, fuck you. Um, but so we got, we saw the tickets. We or we saw the that they were handing out vouchers. They were giving out the tickets. We went over there, but really, we were most interested in getting a picture uh, done by the the pro photog in front of the war dogs thing, because that's a cool backdrop. It makes it really look like we're doing something cool. Uh, So we got the tickets and that guy was like, that, hunt like right that, seeking people out right. to like can i take like, your can picture? i please take your picture right it's Anything. like when you walk into any sporting event and the fan photo people are exactly like, Do, would you like a photo right and it was that guy was basically one of those people and then we approached him we were he, standing like right next to him for right. a while even trying to kind of like force him to walk over towards that backdrop thing right and he was having none of it. So we acted so we had to take a selfie <laughs> in front of it. And then later I think we just like we just like hung around into him. Right. And we kind of just hung around the thing until he came back. Right. And we were like, "Oh." Yeah. And, and did we ask him to take a picture of us or did he ask to take a I picture? I can't of remember. Us? It was all a blur. Uh it would not surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> right. if I think we, we asked him and like used hey, bro, the word why you please. Such a dick. Yeah. Um, he was also taking pictures in the th- in the theater before the movie was on, and we were, I think we probably pissed him off because we were trying, we weren't like photobombing or whatever, but we were kind of angling to be like, oh, let's make sure they get this picture because I was definitely photobombing. Yeah, um, uh, and I did notice that like when the uploaded gallery, a lot of the pictures taken inside the theater did not make it. Really? Yeah, I didn't. The only one I saw you you sent me the the one that he mercifully took of us on the red carpet um and that one was great that that one makes it look like we're we're cool guys so um that was a fun experience uh, the movie itself war dogs was fucking Amazing. awesome i didn't i knew i was gonna like it because miles teller's in it and jonah hill's in it and jonah hill as a supporting actor is a recipe for amazingness and both of those guys knocked it the fuck out of the park um I said afterwards that people are going to compare it to Wolf of Wall Street and uh, The Big Short, and it's way better than both of those movies. I had no idea what to expect of it because, uh, I mean, obviously, I thought that that pairing was kind of a strange one, uh, Teller and yeah. Jonah Hill, um, but I didn't know what to expect of it because there hasn't been like a lot of talk about it. The marketing campaign hasn't been all that big. Right. There's aren't there aren't a ton of trailers on TV and stuff like that. So I really didn't know what to expect of it. Um, but it was amazing. I was I was pretty much blown away by that movie. It was the best movie that I've seen in a long time, I think. Yeah, me too. And maybe it's just because it's the time of year where Let's face it, late summer, usually there you've seen like four good movies if you're lucky over the course of the year. Right. And this year hasn't had many heaters. We were, th- we were trying to think about like any good movies that came out before that. Yeah, you pointed out The Nice Guys, which is a good call. Right. Um, I'd forgotten about that. That's an awesome movie. But this legitimately, I'll be surprised. And obviously, like the, the, the heavy hitter uh, Oscar noms haven't come out yet. But I'll be very surprised if Four Dogs doesn't get uh, Oscar consideration. I... Although they do, I th- they dog comedies. And this is see, I, th- I saw that it was classified as a comedy, and yeah. that surprised me. The it was very funny in like the first half of the movie. Exactly, but the second half was a very different movie. It was like pretty heavy, and it was like really dramatic. 
But instead of having that first half is really funny and then it drops off into shit like Wedding right. Crashers, yeah. it's the first half's really funny and the second half is Goodfellas. And right, it's two completely different movies, but they're both awesome. Yeah, um, Jonah Hill over the course of probably the first thirty to forty minutes is unbefuckingly funny. Oh, every so funny. It's got it's loaded with one-liners. Um, we don't want to give away too much, but there's a firing scene in the movie where he about guns. We should specify by firing. I mean, he fires a an employee. Um, and it's better than anything Ari Gold's ever, <laughs> ever done. Um, basically, he fires a guy because the guy is clearly smarter than him, and he's so offended by right, it. Yeah, and like he, oh, the the line is like, "Get the fuck out of here, fucking, fucking nerd!" nerd. <laughs> um, Any like nerd drop is a automatic success, right? And it kind of plays to so when that movie "I Love You, Man" came out, it was almost pandering to the fact that um, like bro culture was on the up and up right Right, that like it was becoming sexy to for like two guys to be like best friends or whatever and hang out all the time um when i love you man came out i thought that it was pandering too much to that and it seemed a little forced i think it's an awesome movie but whatever um we talked just last week about how bro satire is now in and this movie is perfect in that regard it is very bro satire because there's a lot of like they say bro a lot right. and it um they they drive through a really dangerous area they drive through the triangle of death and when they're told that they did that uh Miles Teller's reaction is fuck yeah triangle, triangle of, death, of bro. death bro and like they high five about it and i don't know i think that people who listen to this podcast people who listen to pardon my take um are going to love the shit out of this movie right. because it's it's everything that we make fun of, but they're making fun of it. Um, Miles Teller is always great. Um, I'll be surprised if he comes out with a movie in the next five years that I don't love. Like, I mean, Two Nights Stand is what it is, but I think it's a really charming movie. Uh, we've talked, I think, a few times. We've made passing references to... Um, What's it called? Uh, that awkward moment. Right. How about that dude uh, on the way home from the movie who tweeted at me and said, uh, I feel like senti- way- I sentimental feelings towards Miles Teller because I saw him uh, when he was relatively unknown in Whiplash and now he's here. This shows that There's you are so, so many much... things wrong with that tweet. You know, a lot of my friends or coworkers who have met you once or twice they say, they're like, Pete is such a nice guy. He's such a nice kid, and I wouldn't expect it because he's such a dick to people on the internet. And that exchange made me realize that you're not even as close to as big a dick as I think you your reputation is. Because this guy said to you, I saw Miles Teller as an unknown in Whiplash, and you did not take the opportunity to light him the fuck up. <laughs> I would have fucking, I would have been so mean to that guy, and I would have tried to sick followers on him <laughs> as well. Like, oh you, oh man, I, like, w- I, was- I, I discovered Metallica when the Black Album came out. It was man, it's so cool to have them have success after that relatively unknown thing. Like they were fucking around and making bangers. Miles Teller was. Whiplash came out in uh, Footloose. He was the lead in Footloose like three years earlier. Co-starred with Michael B. Jordan and And Zac Zac Efron Efron. in that awkward moment. Um, And right around the same time, what's it called? Came out Fantastic Four. Four. 
that that and. kid didn't mean to sound like a fucking idiot, but what a fucking idiot. <laughs> and he also said, like, Miles, oh, I saw him come up with Whiplash, and now he's here. Which, right. like, Whiplash was an amazing movie. It was so critical. Everyone was saying, go fucking see right. Whiplash. Right. He didn't, like, It wasn't like this the small theater. indie yeah. movie. He was right. like, oh, I saw him come up in Whiplash, and then... Like I saw his ascension. Right. No, like every movie that he did between Whiplash and uh, in this one, War Dogs, was pretty much trash. Uh, I wouldn't say tr- trash because I do like all of his performances. Like I think Two Nights Stand actually was was that after Whiplash? I'm not sure. It might have been, but I've it was around the time. Two, but like th- that is objectively a not very good movie. But I still think Miles Teller fucking rocks it. Um, I wasn't I wasn't mean to him in my response, but I couldn't people, believe that you weren't I, mean to him. But the the I quote tweeted him, so people saw it anyway, and they were mean to him. You gave the up, op- you, you right? You let other you did the I opened the door. Have you seen Scarface? Yeah. So you did the I'm not going to shoot you. Oh, thank you, right, Manny? Shoot yes. that piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. That's what you did. Um, so one dude like basically like quoted Miles Teller's like entire IMDb page and was As like he fucking should have and, and then dropped the uh dropped the kicker uh get a fucking grip <laughs> which is an amazing like kicker that's, to like to really drive the knife in that's awesome get a grip i thought of something recently that people hadn't been saying that i want to bring back i probably said it to you or something but Fuck, I can't remember. But get a grip is a good one. Oh yeah, let's let's definitely for sure bring back get a grip. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Miles Teller, uh, so I tweeted that Miles Teller gave us the the passes, <laughs> and my dad doesn't really know too much about movies uh, or pop culture, and he follows me on Twitter. So uh, my sister called me yesterday, and she was like, "I'm talking to mom and dad, and they said that you saw a movie last night that you really liked." So I looked it up, and I was like, oh, the reason he liked it is because Miles Teller's in it, and DJ has a fucking crush on Miles Teller. And Dad said, that's the guy who gave him the passes, because my dad follows me on Twitter. Right. So I got to lie to my sister over the course of like a 10-minute conversation, and just never told her that Miles Teller didn't give us the passes, because she, kn- she saw that Miles Teller had liked a couple of my tweets, right. by which, I mean, I told her. Each time, Miles Teller liked a couple of my tweets. So, I mean, I just love lying. Does she? Does she? Uh, does she still not know? No, she doesn't. She even texted me this morning, and she was like, "I'm trying to think of the ways that uh, you can like parlay your friendship with Miles Teller." Right? Yeah. She's like, "I'm I'm trying to think of how you can basically parlay the shit that you do on Twitter into things that benefit me." And she was like. I would love to meet the Backstreet Boys. And I didn't text her back, but I want to... Maybe in like an hour, I'll say something like, funny Funny, you mention it, I'm actually working on it. With, like, like I have any fucking pull. <laughs> um, it's for people with like less than a thousand Twitter followers think that people with more than a thousand Twitter followers... Are like famous. Are famous. Yeah. And it's obviously not true, but it's flattering as fuck. Right. And I... It's, it's like they don't speak that they don't speak the language they don't understand so we can lie like fucking crazy. I mean, it. like you have you've tweeted for concert tickets three times and got them each time. Yeah, four, so actually, like I just got some ween tickets. <laughs> so know, fucking worst. So like that is like if for somebody with less than a thousand Twitter followers, like that's unimaginable. Right. So. So you know maybe it is true. Maybe we are just. We're different and better people than you guys. <laughs> Especially because we're verified. 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh. um, it, every time I get mentioned by you and I see the blue check mark, it makes me so fucking happy because of the like you're a dick to people on Twitter and everything, and you're kind of there to fuck shit up. The fact that there's a little blue check mark makes. For trolling's sake, makes it a million fucking times better. <laughs> did you see? Uh, speaking of trolling and and like the nerd bro satire, did you see the tweet that I had uh, this week with the dude from uh, sh- from I think it was Shark Tank, and he tweeted that like uh, that Olympians always cry when they win gold medals, but you oh, ne- yeah. but you never see people in, uh, like from Silicon Valley uh, crying when they release at their IPO that they've worked just as hard on. Right, and I just fucking quote tweeted it, and I was like, no. You <laughs> right. lost me at Silicon Valley, you <laughs> fucking freak. And so that was uh, that was uh, Did he my, respond? my troll of the week. No, but he favorited it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I was I was expecting him to block me, but uh, he didn't do it. Darren Rovell had a pretty good tweet. It was a picture of Michael Phelps, and it was, if you bet me in 2003 that this guy would be the greatest Olympian ever, uh, I would have lost a lot of money. And it's like, no shit. There's only <laughs> one greatest Olympian ever. If someone If someone comes up to me and says, like, Hey Pete, I bet your mom's not going to be the greatest Olympian ever. I'd be like, yeah, because she's one person, and there's a fucking right. kajillion people on the world. So odds your are, chances are pretty good, right? Ah, love you, Darren. Um, so Ellen dropped this bit of knowledge on me regarding War Dogs. Uh, Jonah Hill uh, had to get spray tanned every single night. <laughs> uh, spray tanned every single night for the movie. Which you can kind of tell because he was fucking so grossly tan and fat in that movie. Uh, he, was, he looked like shit. He was gross, which is funny because the guy um, who he plays was not fat and gross. Really? He was just like a kind of doughy guy, but not anywhere fucking near what Jonah Hill looks like in that movie. So he had to get spray tanned every single night because uh, it reacted weird to his skin and it wouldn't stay on. Jesus. So uh, he went to the he went to the same spray tanning lady that Channing Tatum used for Magic Mike, and so he was telling the story. Uh, and like, I guess he became pretty good friends with the spray tanning lady, and <laughs> so she would come up to his room, every, his hotel room, every night and spray him in, while he was in his boxers. And he was like a fat dump for this movie. And he said he felt so bad because she went from ch- spraying Channing Tatum and Magic Mike to spraying Jonah Hill in this movie. So it's like a r- serious demotion in terms of uh, her spray tanning duties. That is fucking gross. Uh, do you also know, I think we discussed this, um, Jesse Eisenberg and Shia LaBeouf were initially cast uh, to be the guys in this movie. The movie would have been nowhere. It near would as not good. have. Well, you don't have Miles Teller. You don't have Jonah Hill. Plus, like, right? That and like, there's a very stark contrast. I don't even between... know who plays whom there. By the way, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I would assume that Eisenberg. Well, I would assume that Eisenberg plays uh, Miles Teller's character. Yeah, that would be my guess. Um, Man. What a fucking You could go either way, though. Did, though. I, but, like, there's a stark contrast between Jonah Hill and Miles Teller. There's not really a significant difference between Jesse Eisenberg and Shia LaBeouf in terms of, like, looks-wise. Like, it'd just be... A, it would feel so much douchier. Yeah. Um, we were... Uh, we were trying to get Miles Teller on for this episode. Uh, he's As filming, we do for every episode. As we do. Like, every week we try to get Miles Teller. Um... And he's filming, 
So uh, that's I feel bad if his people are listening. It sucks because they can say that every time we request them, and we're gonna have to believe it because Miles Teller right. just fucking pumps out the jams. So right, it's, I mean, it's not like they can always like say Kevin's filming. It's not like Kevin Spacey who we've asked for a million times, and they always say that he's busy and can't do it, and then he fucking puts out nine lives. I will say though, uh, the nine lives thing has actually helped us because I checked back in on Kevin Spacey because people didn't like nine lives mm-hmm. to see maybe did his stock lower enough, and uh, so our responses uh, for getting Kevin Spacey. Um, the first one was, unfortunately, he is, this is back in September. Unfortunately, he isn't available for an interview, but thank you for your interest. That's nice enough. And then in March, we tried again, and the response was, he isn't available, THX. So <laughs> they were, were getting fed up with us. Um, so we tried again during, right before the, the movie, uh, right before we saw War Dogs, I fired off another one and got this. Hey there. Unfortunately, he isn't available, but thanks for reaching out, exclamation point, best, Greg. So keep doing shitty movies, Kevin, and we're going we're gonna <laughs> to we'll get, get you eventually. We're when moving nobody back. will care about you, right. we'll get you. Right. We sh- yeah, the next movie he does, we're going to be like, just so you know, we ride with Kevin. You know, <laughs> we, we were in on the ground floor. I saw Kevin as a relatively unknown in... Uh, in the usual suspects and <laughs> I saw him coming up with House of Cards. Right, I, right, exactly. I saw him come up with Twenty One and I just went well, Twenty One's not a bad movie, by the way. Um I don't think I've seen it. It's it's okay. Um, oh, that's the 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 card one, right? Yeah, with okay. uh Jim Sturgis Sturgis or whatever. It doesn't matter. We're not gonna have that fucking right. guy on the podcast. <laughs> uh, um do you think that we actually will ever have Miles Teller on the podcast? Um, I am confident that it is in the cards. Because I think he. Uh, it seems like he would be a very good fit for brunch. I th- oh that that's that's a no brainer. He would be our ultimate guest um, because he's he seems like a bro satire guy, but he's got enough bro in him um plus we've been fucking with him enough on twitter that yeah like, he might be just intrigued to see what the hell we're all about and we like, i don't know about you i've we do pretty good research when we have guests on um i pride our interviews in not consisting of the same questions that everyone gets asked right. like we go into the interviews knowing all the other interviews they've done and if not we can, trying to duplicate them. Right, exactly. And if we can further that, cool. And if not, then we get the Santiago interview, but whatever. Um, so we've done our research as far as Miles Teller goes. Like, we're ready to go. And we've actually seen that his interviews are awesome. He did one with right. uh, Sujin Pak. Is that her name? I don't know. She, was, she used to be on MTV, I think. Um, and she, at the end of the interview, she says, well, this has been fun. And she touches his hand and then no she put she put her hand on his, his knee. knee that's right and then immediately was like whoops and <laughs> she starts to take her hand off and teller puts his hand on her hand as if to be like no i like this no and then she pulled it away kind of mortified and like crossed her arms right. as she leaned back and was like this is and she's clearly dying to change the subject right. and miles because he's the fucking man Calls it out and says, "I thought we had a moment." <laughs> it, was, it, it was amazing, and he like he went with it and kept going. And right, like, and she was like, "Oh, we, we yeah, did yeah, have we a did." And, and he was like, like "Don't leave it, don't leave the moment." <laughs> so that's my kind of guy. Like anybody else in the world, that happens to them, and they're just like, "Oh fuck," they're nervous so and they're like, awkward. "Oh, that's embarrassing." Right. And he, yeah, that guy is. 
That guy just fucking goes for it. Miles is my kind of guy. Um, but yeah, we've had enough Twitter interaction with him. And not to brag, he's only liked like 300 tweets or something. And he's like two of ours. So Yeah, but you fish hardcore for I the fi- Miles so Teller like. The, the first one I didn't. The most recent one I did. So the first one was I said that Miles Teller was too hot for Twitter. And someone <laughs> responded and was like... He's on Twitter, you fucking idiot. And so I All responded right. and said, oh, shit, what up, Miles? And he favored that. So that was <laughs> not fishing. Uh, the second one was after War Dogs. I just said, you killed it, fam. And he <laughs> fishing. That was fishing like fucking crazy. <laughs> um, but still, a lot of people fish. I'm sure a lot of people do like, daddy, it's my birthday. All I want <laughs> is. And he's like, nah, fuck you. You're right. Waiting for, waiting for that uh, fire from Deej. I actually followed him on Twitter today um, because I noticed that he had a fucking... <laughs> He had a hilarious uh, tweet. Somebody tweeted at him saying, if you don't think that Miles Teller is the hottest person on Earth, then go fuck yourself. And he responded back with the period before the So everyone could see it. Right. That's how I saw it. It's like a sneaky douche move. He's like, hey, everybody, this girl thinks that I'm the hottest person on Earth. So he did that. And he said, little aggressive, but I appreciate the sentiment. I don't think he thinks it's that aggressive. No, he wanted to be like, he kind of yeah. wanted to be like, uh, uh, give like the humble approach. Like right. A little aggressive. A little aggressive, but I appreciate the sentiment means, like, means like basically had, straight like, up if retweet. They had, if they had Google Translate for like, the, for his response, it would have been like, <laughs> thanks, I agree. <laughs> right. <laughs> it would be, yup, with like four Ps. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that we'll have Miles Teller at some point. Uh, we, we don't often do the ask uh, people to come on on Twitter thing. But uh, I think that our, our avenue with him is going to have to be a Twitter friendship followed by like, like, yo, on DMing and then coming on. And I don't know how close for, we are to that. that DMing m- to happen, that would require him to follow us. Right, that, that like, might take years. We would pass away right. if, upon following. Yeah, uh, he would be, he would, I don't know who your coolest follower is. He would definitely be my coolest follower. Yeah, he'd be mine too. Yeah. Um, so while at, in the aftermath of, of the screening, we had the discussion... Um, during the movie, you had made the comment that you are not a big popcorn at the movies guy. Yeah, we got so we got vouchers. That is for, a fucking take. So I, it's not as big a take as you think it is. I think, and the fact that the response on so you you tried to dog me on Twitter, and it was like kind of like sixty forty against me, which is pretty good for me. That's like <laughs> that's your best case scenario. <laughs> that's batting a thousand for me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think that the, a lot of people kind of agree with the sentiment that my expl- my explanation was just opportunity cost. I love popcorn. It's great. Nothing beats a, a night of just curling up with a good popcorn, and and that's it. But if you go to the movies, they got frozen chocolate-covered cookie dough bites. They got raisinets. They got a lot of shit. Basically, Twizzlers are the only thing worse than popcorn at the movies. <laughs> that is a, that's that, that, a that's an fucking exaggeration. awful take. Yeah. Uh, so here's my stance on it. Like a, a lot of people responded being like, well, this beats popcorn or this beats popcorn or whatever, which like I, I disagree. Like if the best thing that you can get at the movies is popcorn, but I'm not going to argue about that. People have different tastes, whatever. Uh, but the the statement, not a big popcorn at the movies guy <laughs> made me very angry. It, like there. Thing is, I don't remember saying basi- it, but I definitely phrased it like that. Yeah, yeah you did. I definitely <laughs> and, did. Uh like popcorn was invented for the movies so you're either not a popcorn guy or you're or i mean you love popcorn at the movies 
there's there's no there's no in between. That's a very strong argument, and I agree. I would say that if yeah, like if you're not going to do popcorn at the movies, where then are you going to do exactly? Popcorn? Um, and by the way, like saying that you have to get either popcorn or chocolate at the movies, bad take. So that so that's what Feidelberg said on twi- on Twitter. He said. We're not children anymore. We can have more than one snack. <laughs> right. That's not a good idea to plant in my head, though. Because, like, today... So today I was at Panera. I was doing a little writing. Got a coffee. Got sco- got a scone. Finished the scone. And I was like, I'm still hungry. And the first thing I thought of was Feidelberg saying, we're not kids anymore. <laughs> you can get more things. And I was like, this isn't good. Because I'm just going to... Because I'm, I'm never full, as we saw with the eating challenge. I can always keep eating. So... I need to have it in my head that when you go to the pop to, to the movies, you're getting one fucking thing, uh, because otherwise I'm gonna walk in there, get popcorn, get the cookie dough bites. They have pizza there now. Might see how that is. Uh, do the icy thing. Even jump on some soda. I'm not a soda drinker, um, but yeah. You know what I actually might start doing? Uh, speaking of Miles Teller, uh, in Whiplash, you know Paul Reiser does the. Uh, he does the popcorn that he dumps a box of raisinets in there. Right, yeah. People suggested that. That's they, a good idea. M&M's was dropped in there, too, as well. Um, but I think the raisinets might melt uh, onto the popcorn. So now you've got, like, buttery, chocolatey popcorn. Love to find out what that's all about. Hmm. Uh, M&M's won't Here's melt. the way that I look at it. Uh, when I go to the movies, 90% of the time, my popcorn is done or very close to done before the movie We've even discussed starts this. yeah if if you're if you can pace yourself with a snack throughout a movie i don't fuck with you right. i don't trust you at all like so if you if you go to this the concession stands and you get a uh you get a popcorn and you get a, a box of whatever candy that your heart desires you crush the popcorn during the previews and maybe the beginning of the movie if you're if you're a pussy and can't finish it before it starts. Yeah, uh, and then <laughs> <You're a pussy. laughs> and then uh, during the movie, nice snack that coming men's <laughs> right. Uh, and then uh, during the movie, enjoy your snack of choice. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, yeah, you know it would be cool. I, oh, that this actually exists uh, with Superlux. Have you ever done Superlux? I did it for Suicide Squad, uh, like last weekend. And you didn't, you didn't like the movie. How did you not have a great experience, though? It was a good experience, but let me tell you something. I think that the Lux is overrated uh, because well, you can't do it in bulk. You'll go fucking broke. That not even like yeah, like I would never do it all the time. I mean, I go to the bro- I go expensive. broke going to the movies <laughs> for seven dollars. Shouts eat yeah. Um, but for like for the Lux to be like super uh, enjoyable for me, I think I would have to get there like pretty early. Make sure my food is with me before the movie starts because like I I go to the movies to fucking watch the movie. And, yeah, like, you don't like getting interrupted, right? And once it starts, like I don't want I don't want fucking people moving around me. I don't want noise. I don't want fucking any distractions around me. I want to zone in on the movie and the Lux. I feel like there's too much going on a lot of Too much aggravation. Right. Um, Speaking of which, then you definitely noticed during the screening of War Dogs, the people behind us were talking early on in the movie. so loud. Did you see me do what I did? No. I did, are we going to have a problem here? Oh, really? Did you do the, like, little half turn around? I did the, like, turn more. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just more, like. Barely half that it's like you can he just looked past eye. his friend. <laughs> right. Like my angle was so you were to the left of me and I turned just past your head. So they're like, 
that guy is either looking at his friend's neckline <laughs> or he thinks he's yeah, asking if we're going to have a problem. Um, so I they did, were fucking loud. Yeah. They and they did what I fucking hate. So I love my dad. My dad does this. Um, something silly happened in the movie, and the guy said to his friend, "That's you." You know, like <laughs> that's something you would do. Oh, real fucking that's funny. So you. Uh, that guy did something stupid. You would do that. Oh yeah, because you're stupid. Yeah, real fucking good. Shut the fuck up. We're the goddamn <laughs> movies. Who the f- oh that makes me so mad. I d- during uh, speaking of uh, what was the movie we were talking about with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell? Not Daddy's Home. Daddy's Home or um, um, the other guys. The other guys. Uh, I was seeing that movie, and people behind us were laughing so hard at everything. First of all, that's a telltale sign that movie's not that funny, <laughs> so you shouldn't be laughing that loudly. And it was an it was a couple that was like fifty five, so you were allowed to tell them to shut up without it being ageist. I was like. 10, 15 years away from b- being in trouble there. Um, and I t- turned around. They, they Every time uh, Will Fer- something funny happened to Will Ferrell, they would go, <laughs> he's stupid. He's <laughs> stupid. And they kept calling him stupid. So I turned around and I, very politely, because they were on the older side, I said, uh, I'm sorry, could, could, could you please keep it down? And the woman said, we're not being that loud. And the guy said, mind your business. And I was like, oh, man, this is the closest to a physical fight I'm ever going to be in. Yikes. I could. I really want to be like, shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> I was nice to you. you I gave you guys a fucking chance. You know, what you should have should have came back with. You uh, should have said, well, Farrell's not fucking stupid. You're stupid. Oh. <laughs> it sucks because... And then punched him right in the fucking eye and called him a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're the, the, the type that when we're with our friends, we're really quick and we can bust chops. It's, it's right. why, like, like you, you, you always fire out the good jokes on Twitter. Um, when I'm with strangers, I freeze up. and I'm, Like the guy with the hat at Lollapalooza, when he's like, oh, your right. hat's blocking everybody. <laughs> Like ten minutes if later, off, if you're caught off guard and you have to like have a little bit of reserve, yeah, it fucks everything that's up. Tough. You gotta just not give a shit what anybody else thinks, right? Within like three minutes or even like ten seconds of that that hat guy, I had like an entire control verse right. written out. Yeah. But it was just it's too late because when you think that you're being pretty reasonable and someone else is being a dick you and you don't know them, you, you have, have to, to totally reevaluate. Yeah. You know, the people have. Uh, there was the guy that was uh, he was texting during the previews of a movie, and a guy said to him, "Like, hey man, get off your phone." And the guy was like, "Sure, uh, it, it's just during the previews. I'll I'll put it. I'll be done after." And the guy fucking killed him. You know that happened a few years really? ago. A guy took out a gun and was like, "Get off your fucking phone, motherfucker!" and killed him. Jesus, so, I don't want to deal with those people. Um, but yeah, shut the fuck up during <laughs> movies. It's, uh, it's, it's that's a good take. And also, don't do with the. It's I hate when I reveal pet peeves because then people are gonna dig in with that. I hate the "that's you" comment. That is the laziest, fucking, not funniest diss in the world. So shut the fuck up during the movies. Let us watch in peace. Don't say. Don't try to do- dog your friends on your own time. Okay. After the movie ends, be like, "Hey, you know what I hate about you? You're fucking ugly." Boom, and do that on your own time. Don't fucking talk during the movies. Um, Boom. Yeah. Uh-huh. Man. Well, we should have we- said to them. We should have said, "Are we gonna have a fucking problem?" <laughs> that would have been a bad boys of podcasting move, right there. Right. 
exactly. And then they would have kicked our ass. <laughs> they would have gotten the, sh- the shit kicked out of us. So that I don't mind. I don't want to get shot up in the theater. But if if we said, are we going to have a fucking problem, and they pulled up their shirt and revealed they had a gun or something, and we were like scared the rest of the movie, that would be kind of a funny story. It would. Uh, and then we'd be dead. Uh, <laughs> so we have reviews. Uh, we got a couple of iTunes reviews. I we believe. did. I haven't checked those in a minute. Um uh yellow submarine 6969 nice perfect uh, <laughs> they said perfect yeah it said perfect this podcast is perfect it makes my body tingly and that's the entire review <laughs> really uh yep. hold on let me get to the other one just uh give me a second i will say that uh i don't like the redundancy of naming it perfect and then perfect being like the only word they use but um, I will say it's better than uh, like when somebody sends an email and they put the entire email in uh, the subject line. Yes, where, uh, uh, like they there's like a, a an abbreviation that like says uh, that the entire thing like no it, don't yeah, it means, bother it means reading don't, don't read the body right. It's which like is dude, fucking stupid. Right, I have to open it anyway to to make it marked as red. Don't be a uh, fucking dude. such a tryhard. So you want to know something about me? Uh, I'm the guy that pays. Uh, Gmail, like ninety nine cents a month or whatever for more space because I am so bad at deleting emails. So I'm actually over the uh, allotted, um, the allotted like fifteen gigs they give you. That's fucking you weird. Could, you could be spending that ninety nine cents in a lot better places. I know, I know. Um, so uh, killing me, Smalls. Not a good name. Um, says, uh, the name of the review is Harambe Heat Check. Love it. Um, love the podcast even though I was late on listening. Doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> like, the, I don't really you, get it you, because you, I didn't li- no. Well, th- thank <laughs> I you. I jumped right. halfway through. I'm lost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't t- tell. Like, are they, so, so I, I don't want to be mean, <laughs> being such a dick to this guy. <laughs> I just have like 10 things I want to say, though. I uh, love the podcast, even though I was late on listening. As a Cincinnatian, I love the Harambe heat checks. Both Pete and DJ kill it every week. Keep it up. Thanks, man. <laughs> like you. Do you uh, do you think that like people from Cincinnati like take pride in claiming Harambe is like their own? What the fuck else are they going to claim? <laughs> um, that actually brings us to our emails. We got a lot of them, and we got some good ones. Uh, here's my favorite one. Mary fuck kill. <laughs> Cecil the lion, Harambe, and the alligator. You you go first. Oh, uh, man. Um, so I'm definitely going to gonna marry Harambe because uh, he is tender and kind. And The only thing we've ever seen him do is drag a child around. <laughs> right. And uh, he's definitely the most handsome. Yes, uh, actually, that that uh, uh, Cecil's okay. Cecil is pretty handsome as well. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to marry Harambe, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck Cecil, <laughs> just uh, just because he's a lion. So you know that he he uh, he gives it to you good. That would be sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then once again, the the alligator just gets fucked so hard here. And and gets the uh, gets the death penalty. So uh, I don't know whether to feel good or bad about this. <laughs> that is, those are my exact choices. <laughs> I definitely marry Harambe because we would be like the first couple of the internet. 
That'd be right, amazing. You're, you're an automatic power couple if you marry Harambe because he's the biggest thing in the world. Royalty. Um, uh, and people will say years later, they're like, oh, well, who cares about Harambe? Everyone forgot about him. It's like well, the check's still cash, man. He's, <laughs> right. he's, he's still hot shit. Um, Cecil, you phrase it a lot better, but I just feel like lion sex would be very passionate. Um, but it might also be a one and done thing. Like you might get through it and be like, ooh. Glad I can say that I did it. Probably won't do that again, though. Right. That's was, that's the magic of the of the F. Right. Exactly. It's the the, the one time that you only want the one the one fuck. It's like uh, uh, Brie Larson says in uh, Trainwreck. She says you don't want to marry the best sex you've ever had because right. that guy's in jail. <laughs> right. Um, uh, and then the alligator. I like the idea of the alligator continuing to get dogged. So right. this is that, that that's basically word for word what you said. And you phrase it a lot funnier because you said that's definitely going to be the open where you said, uh, like, you know, that that lions are good in the sack or something <laughs> yeah. as if that's at all a fucking thing. Yeah, that's a general that's a general knowledge thing right there. You, yeah. you learn that in grade school. Yeah, yeah, I learned that in health class, actually. <laughs> right. It's like if you're going to have you don't want to have sex with an animal that's known as bestiality. But if you are to do it, fuck a lion, do a lion. <laughs> uh, and uh, furthermore. The alligator. We still don't know the alligator's name, so you don't want to fuck or marry somebody who that you don't know their name. Yeah. Well, I guess you, you could fuck somebody if you don't know their name, but you definitely don't want to marry somebody. Who, you don't want to no, know. No, that's a that's a weird. That's Automatically a, that's disqualified from marriage. Thing. The like not knowing somebody's name. It's very no. Um, pass. Uh, but you know Cecil. Like the entire time, you're like Cecil, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my name. Don't wear it out. Am I giving it to you good or what? By the way, in this, we're, I like how we both assume that we're taking it if we're having sex with <laughs> Cecil. Well, you can't, you can't like fuck you a lion. You don't give it to a lion. Right, exactly. A lion, yeah. A lion uh, fucks you. And in that case, Harambe would, I feel like. Well, Harambe know, would fuck you too. Harambe would be fucking you. The lion, um, you're not getting blown. For sure. Or, I'm sorry, uh, the alligator, you're not getting blown. Oh, for sure. Not. You want to stay away from those pearly whites. Um. Although, how, no, you know what? How far away are alligators' teeth? I bet that if they tried to bite your dick, they might miss because, like, their, te- like, their mouth and their teeth are so big that, like, the penis might be able to fit in between the teeth. <laughs> like floss? Yeah. <laughs> your dick is going to floss. Not, n- not even floss. No, because when, no, you, when you floss, you, the, teeth, uh, the floss is still touching the teeth, right? I feel <laughs> like you could miss the, 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 the alligator's teeth could miss the, pe- the penis altogether. And that is how we got to talking about dongs. And that's why the name of this episode is War Dongs. <laughs> Good job, Pete. Let's do yeah. our first ever high five. There it is. Yeah. We, we were going to arrive at Dick's at some point. We so. knocked that Mary Fuck Kill out of the park. <laughs> um, actually, it's at uh, Lollapalooza, we, uh, we didn't get drunk enough to do it, but we wanted to take pictures of the three of us and send them to all the girls in our phones <laughs> and be like, Mary Fuck Kill, gotta do it. <laughs> To literal people that we know. Right, to like people that are in our lives. (laughs) Gotta know. Mom, Mom, look at this picture. (laughs) That would have been... uh, If you had suggested that, I so would have done that. I would have, for sure. Um, Don't be weird about it. (laughs) Mom, Mary, fuck, kill, go. Yeah. um, So what else did we get? Uh, Someone asked about Hawaiian shirts. And uh, I don't want to step on toes because I know that part of my take recently touched on this. They were both big pro Hawaiian shirts, guys. I actually packed a Hawaiian shirt for Lollapalooza and didn't get a chance to wear it. Um, we want to do some poolside videos, 
uh, because the pool at the hotel was an indoor pool. So we thought it'd be really funny to get to like Mars to be, like, on vacation and sit by the, the <laughs> right. indoor pool. Um, I like a Hawaiian shirt, but the thing is you have to own it. You right. can't do you can't do the forgetting Sarah Marshall. I wish I wasn't wearing this fucking shirt thing because then that looks really bad on you. So you you got to wear it. It's got to be a little big on you. It's got to be so I'm I'm between a medium and a large at all times. My Hawaiian shirt is XL. You know, you, it's got a no one likes a flattering Hawaiian shirt. You got to <laughs> right. really just nobody's nobody has ever said like, "Hey, nice arms. I like your Hawaiian right. shirt." Right. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um do you, you don't have Hawaiian shirts. I do not. Yeah, but you're a you're a small or nothing at all kind of guy, <laughs> right? I um, try not to do, to to wear anything that is above a uh, a medium. Right. Um, Bridget asks for a power rankings of Houndmouth songs and which album uh, is better. So they've got two albums out. Um, I've got an answer for both of these. Uh, what are yours? I always go back and forth on the which album is better question because they're so different. Yeah. Uh, and they're both awesome. Uh, I think that I would say the first album is a little bit better than the second one. Um, but I will say that uh, the second album has a lot more range. The first album, all, like almost all the songs sound pretty much the same on the first album. Um which might make it a better all-around album because it stays more consistent and it's probably easier to listen all the way through. Yes. Uh, but I, I think that the second album has higher highs. I definitely agree with everything that you just said, uh, but I would still lean towards uh, a little neon limelight. Um, I'm forgetting the guy. Oh, Dave Cobb uh, produced it, and he's become kind of the go-to producer for not necessarily like Americana, but kind of more authentic rock albums. He did Chris Stapleton's album. He did Lake Street Dive's most recent album. And it just sounds like an album that he produced. So I'm into that. Um, as far as best songs go, uh, I would say my I've got like a big three and uh, I don't know how I feel about them because they're not heavy hitters. Or one of them is Sedona. And Sedona is a is a fucking gigantic song, and fans hate saying that. Like I'm so today uh, is the 25th anniversary of the Black Album, and I wrote something that's online right now that's basically like, don't be a dick and say that you don't like the Black Album just because it's their most popular thing. You yeah, know, right. like it's amazing. They, like Metallica made Master Puppets; it's one of the best metal albums ever. They also made the Black Albums, one of the best rock albums ever. Appreciate both of them. Don't be an asshole about it. That's kind of the way I feel about Sedona. Like Sedona is the one song by them that everybody knows. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. It's awesome. The third verse of that song, like when it gets really fucking big, right. is amazing. I, I don't I, take too many videos. I took that at uh, Lollapalooza. The thing about so, like saying that like Sedona is your favorite song or anything like that for any other band, it's like that opens the possibility that you don't really listen to the band. But, right, yeah. And that's why people fucking hate saying stuff like that. It's right. like if somebody they like to like they like to fucking say a deep cut so that you, right. that you know that they fucking listen to the actual album and stuff like that. But I will say that Sedona is probably my favorite song by them. Yeah. Uh Penitentiary that's Penitentiary is up well. there. Um and then uh, man like uh, to round out the top 3, I could go so many different ways. Uh, I loved 15, uh, 15, 15 years, years. That's, on the second album. Yeah. Um, I also loved, uh, I love Casino. 
That's a really good song. Um, Give Katie some love. My cousin, my cousin Greg. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I would probably go with uh, Sedona Penitentiary and mm, I'd say I'd probably say uh, Casino. My three are Sedona Penitentiary and Darlin. Darling, Darling is an awesome it's song. Darling or Darling. Darling. Yeah. Um, that's an awesome song. That's a great song. And I feel bad because that leaves out um, Katie songs. And Gasoline might be pound for pound their actual best song. Um, and Katie's actually uh, recording uh, her own album right now. Interesting. And I'm looking forward to that because her songs are awesome. And they miss the shit out of her. We, As we said earlier, they're definitely way happier without her for some reason but uh i don't think it's for some reason i think it's kind of becomes apparent when you follow her on twitter that she's oh she hates them right yeah she hates them and she also doesn't seem like the best most fun person like person to, to work with right? or something. yeah um yeah i i kind of she's wanna... like a she's an immature tweeter and i, I judge her for it yes she so... has like high school teenage girl she tweets. does a lot of passive aggressive not even high school teenage girl tweets because i'll tell you like i've seen some of her tweets and i was like oh my away message junior year of high <laughs> right. school called i want it back um yeah i would say that uh that's a good way of putting it like kind of like an immature tweeter it's a lot of passive aggressive stuff and actually if you follow shane um on twitter the drummer i started following the other guys in the band uh, after Lollapalooza. And he sent out a tweet that said, never trust, like, the narcissist uh, sociopath in your life or something. And it's clearly mocking because that's the type of thing that she would tweet. Right, say, yeah. Never trust so-and-so or, like, don't believe bad people are going to change. Right. And all of his tweets are, like, at a baseball game, blah, blah. And there's <laughs> one that's, like, never trust the narcissist sociopath in your life. So uh, they hate each other for some reason. And there's actually a video. Maybe I'll tweet it out. There's a video of them playing Say It on it's either kxp or one of those radio stations that does like the cool youtube right, performance right, videos yeah and they're doing say it and she a doesn't sing a word the entire time and b looks fucking miserable and maybe she's just sick but it's kind of near around the time that she left the band interesting and it's it's so clear that the other three are kind of in their own world and she's just off to the side which sucks because she's a fucking mo- like i said her song's might be better than the other right like, she's a powerhouse yeah. for sure um, we thought before they before she left that she was just gonna go solo organically and be uh be a star and maybe she will be i hope she does because miss the fuck out of her music but yeah i'd love to get to the bottom of, of why they hate each other so much but yeah that, that would be my my three uh best hound mouth songs um we also got a uh a hot sports take. Ooh, we do. Chris yeah. Bryant of the Chicago Cubs. Um, a guy wrote in and said that uh, he thought that he was a pretty average-looking dude, but then he saw, I think he said, an express advertisement that Chris Bryant was doing. Well, he's like a literal model. Oh, really? Yeah. Does he? So he does modeling on the side? I believe so, yes. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, he is handsome as F. Yes. Uh he, I will say, he looks, uh, he's lucky he gets to wear a hat for a living. Not good hair? Let me he see. He looks better with a hat on. Um, let me look him up, because I, I did a little bit of research before. Uh, 
Yeah, well, the, he doesn't do much with his hair. He has like a big otherwise. forehead. Yeah, he does. Um, but, I mean, no widow's peak. Looks like he's got a pretty healthy head of hair. Um, For now. Yeah, he just doesn't do much with it, though. Um, yeah, kind of boring head of hair, to be honest. Uh, my take, and I agree with this guy who said that at first he didn't give him a second thought, and then once he really looked at him, that's what you got to do with guys. You got to look <laughs> right. at him. Um, as, soon as, as soon as you catch him in the eyes... Yes, then those things you're, 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 you're hook toast. you. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're done. There's nothing you can do. Um, I will say that he looks very good right now at age 24. When he is 45 years old, watch the fuck out. He is going to like if you if right. You think he looks like now, kind of boyish now. Yeah, he's so he going becomes to, like a man. <laughs> right, he's going to not quite a John Ham like ascension, but he is going to age remarkably. So that is our uh, hot sports take. With uh, Chris Bryant, to those who are new listeners, hot sports takes on this podcast mean that we talk about whether or not a an athlete is hot. Um, somebody also asked uh, where you get your fake jerseys. Uh, I buy them from China, but uh, the website that I always use, which is Ally Express, mm-hmm. they do not sell them anymore. Mm-hmm. I heard that there's like they're really cracking down on the uh, on the illegal basketball jersey sales that's a shame yeah that's uh that's a huge bummer for me i I don't even know if life's worth living anymore at this point uh so if anybody has any other sites that they use and they get good cheap basketball jerseys let me know and then i'll let the people know i will say i appreciate that you buy fake jerseys and don't give a shit because right who cares here's Um, if you can't most of the time you can't even tell and also you you own a lot of jerseys how often do you wear each jersey? Right. I haven't worn some of them yet. I think the jerseys are like shirts with prints on them, you know? Like I've got I've got a a, a great button-down shirt that's got this it's like an off-white and it has a blue floral print around it. It is loud as fuck, but it's a dope shirt and I wear it literally once a year because it they stand out so much. That right. like if you've got like a killer Tracy McGrady jersey and you wear it every other week, it's like, "Oh, dude, Sleep in that thing? Right, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Plus, not to mention that like the basketball jersey season is short to begin with. You can only wear it like three months around here. Yeah. So, um, And I have a lot of them, and I still haven't worn a bunch of them, so I, I should be all set for a while. I like the idea of just putting shit on basketball jerseys. I thought about that doing it. That doesn't belong there. Yeah, that just doesn't belong like there. Like your Notorious B.I.G. basketball jersey. Right, exactly. Like, there is no Notorious B.I.G. team yet. Um <laughs> There's a Jay-Z team, but there's no Notorious B.I.G. team. But I like the idea of if a team has uh, sick jerseys that you like and you're not really a fan of that team, just express yourself. Put something else in the back. Um, like, you like Golden State Warriors jersey? Like, put Mile, Just write Miles Teller on the back. Get that as the name. Uh, I'd like to start that trend. So if you guys want to do that for your drunk merch... The problem with that is that you have to custom order it, which means that you most likely have, have to, to get real a ones. real one. Yeah. I would... I can't even think uh which basketball jerseys i have i think that i used to have like uh, the the 90s magic shack jersey or whatever i think the only basketball jersey i own is um B-I-G is notorious big that's amazing and i got it at newberry comics for like literally five dollars so shouts to me on that front um what else do we have do we have anything else this week oh somebody said that they uh they do want the playlist the bonner the lollapalooza p- playlist that i suggested last week 
Oh yeah, what would you suggest? I, don't, I, don't I basically said that all the uh, all the acts that we saw at Lollapalooza, yeah, it would be cool if we were to take like their their big hits and put them into one playlist. I so I'm not put above people on game. Yeah, I'm not above putting out a playlist um, like every Friday or something like like with the episode accompany it with like even if it's like a 10 15 song playlist i love um putting people on game for I lo- yeah exactly and I, I love when people do it for me yes oh i need it jeff israel has bailed me out many a time um i'm a big fan of uh like sitting in a backyard drinking vibing out and just spinning the hits you know like you're talking with everybody having a good time and then you've also got like you're making a playlist on the fly that is a great fucking feeling. I like making playlists. So, yeah, maybe Same. we'll we'll put some little treats out there for you. Oh, uh, speaking of which, uh, I'm going on a bachelor party this weekend. Ooh. Uh, and I'm driving, and it's in Saratoga, New York, so I'll be driving like three hours. Road which, trip for Pete. Right, and which means that I'm driving. I get fucking full control of the music. Nice. Uh, and I'm very excited about that. What are um, you doing? What do you mean? What are you going to play? Uh, spin. I honestly, I honestly don't know yet. Um, we'll. Uh, I might just throw it on shuffle and see uh, see where we go. That's. Uh, I, I don't do shuffle frequently. I should. It's too much work because yeah. then you have to you have to commit to to fast forwarding through all the songs that you don't want to hear, and uh, you know it can be a pain in the ass, especially for people in the car when they hear like the first five seconds of like eight songs before you settle on something. Yeah, um, I know bat- you're not really supposed to talk about bachelor parties because a lot's supposed to be left to the imagination. But um, it's my first one. This is your f- it's ah, my first bachelor party, uh, young little boy. Um, that's uh, bachelor parties can be great and they can be kind of lame. Um, I think that one thing that people do is, or one way to ruin it is by overdoing it because people want to go out with a bang. You know, they're like, oh, it's going to be like strippers and coke and everything not to say that like i've ever been to anything where there's coke because i'm actually one time in college uh we went i went to lollapalooza and we were offered that's coke, true so. that's true and we have been to things with coke yes so again no, we're not doing it but we get cool offered guys. it so a couple of war dogs over here um but yeah i would say that the best bachelor parties are kind of like the ones that are like like how we treated like, lollapalooza <laughs> it's like bunch of dudes being idiots that's the most fun fucking thing in the world. Um, I assume that that's kind of what this one's going to be like. Um, we don't have too many plans, it sounds like. Uh, we're going to the track on Saturday and kind of enjoying the day at the track. I've never done that before. Um, I haven't either, but I'm looking forward to it. It's supposed to rain all weekend, so I'm going to have to bet on the mother- the mutters. Can you do... Uh, I really know nothing about this. Uh, can you do derby hats at the track? Is that common? Uh, I was thinking about what I was going to wear, but now I, now I think I don't even care because it's going to rain. Yeah. Ah, uh, fuck. I would, uh, I would go to the track pretty much exclusively for fashion <laughs> purposes. <laughs> we should go to the, we should go to the Kentucky Derby, uh, for brunch next year. Yes. That, when is the Kentucky Derby? Uh, it's like April-ish. Yeah. It's in the spring. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I think it's, I think it's later than April. Mm. Maybe, we've also, May. we've also got something big planned, uh, for next April, May, and June, and it's going to be so fucking excited, and I think it's something that everyone's going to get on board with. So that's a major, major tease. That was like that's like the first trailer. 
But um, yeah, that's like the teaser trailer, right? When it's like no, you don't have, you don't get any details. It's just like this thing is coming, right? Get ready for just in general. Get ready for chaos from April to the end of June next year. It's going to be so exciting. Um, anything else? There's another fucking episode on Monday, so we can. Right. Whatever, we'll just do it then. Thank you very much for no, stopping by. Thank you. I really appreciate I you. Yeah, I, I felt like we had a couple of moments. Yeah. I'm going to go home and sort of think about them. I'm going to think about all the things I should have said to you when I had the chance. Yeah, and and that's what we'll probably do. And we won't probably ever see each other again. But yeah. well, if we do, so. we we can reminisce on this moment that we had. Okay, I'm still having it. Don't leave it. Just sit in it. <laughs>